Welcome to a new episode of the Team Loser Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Schott. And today's episode, episode 7 of the Team Loser Podcast is going to be, well, it's going to be titled My Story. And I'm just going to take this episode to open up about myself and go over some topics and basic memories I've had and key st- key milestones, important memories and other things that I need to open up to you about and let you know. And I just want to say thank you, the awesome listener, you, the person that took the time out of the day to click on this and listen to it. I really appreciate it. Um, we're saying hiatus to the hiatus because after this episode, we're going to be steamrolling along with content. Uh, I have a couple of big announcements to you know sprinkle in with this episode, but I just want to start off with by saying hi. Howdy, hello, what up, sup homes, I don't know, I, 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 hola, uh, desvidanya, that's the wrong language, (laughs) I apologize, um, I probably sound like I have ADHD right now, uh, only two minutes in and it's been eight and a half months, so no pressure, all right. Still doing that thing where you're looking at the clock. All right. Anyway, focus. Okay, get in the character. Just kidding. All right. So my name's Andrew Schott. I wanted to just open up and talk about some things that I've been going through. And I think it's kind of important if even if you, the person listening to this, don't really relate to it, you might find something that might remind you of someone. I don't know. Or give you a different perspective of something that somebody else is going through. So, something that I struggle with on a daily basis is I, um, wow, it's really hard for me even to say this by myself. I am, uh, I'm considered, uh, I guess disabled. I am, I was born partially deaf. Uh, the basic breakdown was when I was born, uh, the bones in my eardrums never properly formed and, uh, we, my family never called on until I was like six or seven. So I needed reconstructive surgeries, multiple, re- uh, reconstructive surgeries. And I pretty much at that point up until I got the surgeries, I was always reading people's lips and. Like, I couldn't really rely on sounds. And it was a very weird time in my life. But, like, I can still have certain memories. Like, I remember after I got my Xbox when I was nine, I, my dad went to Blockbuster because that was still a thing. And he picked up a copy of Halo Combat Evolved, and that was the first time I got to play Halo. And I just remember falling in love with the game so much. Just... The atmosphere, the sounds, the just everything. I just, I don't know. I fell in love with the game instantly. And I remember to this day, a lot of this podcast is going to be me saying I remember. But I can remember right after the first mission, when you land on the actual ring. So technically the second mission. And you're, you know, you're Master Chief and you're walking out of the escape pod. And, you know, you hear the chorus and... 
you're starting to look around and you just actually see the ring for the first time and I know it sounds super nerdy because I'm a Halo guy but it's just it was something really beautiful because I had my dad sitting behind me and he was just commentating and it was something that I really cherish and like certain memories like that playing games with people um seeing a movie for the first time with people that's a really important thing like I have this weird thing in my head where like I can kind of not I don't remember dates but like they just I don't know they become pinpoint memories and like I lock on to them and I just really don't forget them I have a lot of that I remember the watching Star Wars for the first time on VHS with my dad when I was like four and I remember for the first time seeing Darth Vader when his mask came off and I was like so scared I was like <gasps> no even though like 20 minutes before Darth Vader said I am your father and I'm like no my dad's like yeah I know he kind of told you that ahead of time but you know it's all good actually he said I am your father in the other movie but that's see like look I, I get my movies mixed up it's all good well actually Andrew he uh told Luke that he was his father at the end of Empire Strikes Back you're right you're right I messed that up but I just remember re watching Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader took his helmet off Anyway, nor, neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, like I just lock on to certain memories like that. So I can tell you the first thing I got to really experience after the first surgery I had, because I had three altogether. I had two in my right ear and one in my left. And the first surgery, I remember I woke up in the recovery wing, I guess, and they, the nurses rolled over a big tube TV on wheels, <clears throat> and my parents had bought the brand new season of Pokemon Gold and Silver, so it was the f pilot episode of the second season, I guess, after the Orange Islands, and I, my mind was so blown away, because I got to watch, I was like, the, the whole concept of there's more Pokemon, there's new Pokemon, I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> it just blew my mind. And then I got to hear the opening theme song to Pokemon Johto, and that was literally the first thing I remember hearing after my surgery. So, and that's why Pokemon is another thing that's really important to me, even though I'm just turned 29 years old. It sounds nerdy to say, but like, like I said, those, those experiences I, I really hold on to and cherish because I, I am lucky that I got to, you know, experience those things. Um, going in and out of doctor's appointments and pediatricians and, you know, hospital visits, you, you get to see a lot of other kids that have, have it a lot far worse. And, you know, you, you become really grateful and you just realize that I realize that I my my thing was no nowhere near comparable to anything that somebody going through something worse could be. So that's kind of it's like a weird guilt. Like, and I don't want to say like, oh, I'm disabled. Like, I don't I don't like saying that because I know like if usually when you say that word, there's one or two reactions and my whole entire life whenever I felt comfortable or open enough or vulnerable enough to share to people that experience yeah oh, I'm sorry 
it usually goes like I said one of two ways like you usually people will start treating you differently like they don't be smart ass about it or they'll you know they'll they'll be like a they'll start talking loud or they'll just you know aggressively talk towards you or it's just it's that doesn't solve anything or they just start giving you like a weird look like you're different because that has happened to me multiple times in my life and not just in my childhood but even in my adulthood and even recently in the past few years when I've opened up to people and told them about my my hearing it's it's usually not really something I like talking about um and then you know the other reaction is you know you get people that are understanding and those are the really cool people and those are the ones that I really I appreciate more and that's why I'm saying that I, I try to keep a tight circle and the people that do know about it they do and it's only been you know last two or two years into my adulthood that I've noticed that my hearing has declined since my childhood's surgeries um I mispronounce words all the time it's weird like like I said I like Pokemon so if you ask me to pronounce a Pokemon name I could pronounce it one or two different ways you know the giant green lizard Pokemon from Gen 3 that's a legendary I pronounce it Rayquaza Rayquaza but it's actually Rayquaza but like I don't know like I just stupid things like that like I work in a room and I can't tell you if it's ammonia or pneumonia or mononia or pneumonia. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, my, my tongue, my lips don't really uh, pronounce that word. So that's what I do. I get tongue-tied. I kind of stutter a little bit. And, you know, it's made me soft-spoken. And that's a pretty bad excuse, but that's just kind of how my personality has been shaped around my hearing. But other than that, you know, that's something I've noticed. I've my hearing's been going down and in the past eight months I've been trying to learn sign language a little bit so that way if it does get to the point where it I don't know I can't really hear that well or something I can just at least rely on that to communicate I mean luckily we have technology and text-to-speech and stuff like that but it's it's still weird and like I said you wouldn't be able to know unless I told you or you like look behind my ear and saw the giant scars but it's just something that I do struggle with and yeah I'm going to be going after bleh, sorry uh this September my company's insurance policy is going to switch over to a new plan so we're going to begin a whole new company that represents us and it's better coverage so I'm going to be going to a, a specialist and look into my options and that's something it's going to just be a part of my journey, I guess, in my life. So, like, let's see. I've watched this movie called The Sound of Metal. I highly recommend it. It's, I believe, on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's about a drummer who is in a band with his girlfriend, and right after his show he just his hearing just instantly drops or he wakes up the next morning and he can't hear anything and that was the first time I had ever truly heard something that replicated what I was going through as a child because it the, the it's 
a deafening quiet is how I would describe it. It's it's a eerie, muffled silence. It's it's the effect that the directors and the filmmakers and the audio engineers used to replicate that sound was very powerful and it really made me cry. And that's kind of one of the reasons why it made me want to open up and start talking about things too. So, um, on top of that, other reasons why I haven't been posting episodes is because I've been pretty much in a depressive slump the last eight months. This year pretty much started off pretty, uh, rough. But before that, I kind of need to rewind the clocks a little bit, probably to 2019. So early 2019, my friend Tyler, my best friend Tyler, approached me to move in with him uh, down in Virginia Beach. So I was living in Wilmington, Delaware at the time, and I really had nothing going on at the time. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a career. I didn't really didn't have anything keeping me there except families but I mean it was a great opportunity and I was very thankful and I jumped on it so in January of 2019 I packed up Tyler helped me pack up a U-Haul and we drove down together and I moved in with his wife Uh, and she was pregnant at the time because that's where he was going to be deployed or yeah that's where he was stationed at sorry not deployed and he would be going yeah Hold on. <laughs> Take a drink. Ah, refreshing. Okay. So I moved in with Tyler and his wife. He was pregnant at the time. And that's where he was stationed down in Virginia Beach. And for the first three months, it was pretty rough because... I wouldn't say the first... I would say that... The first month was pretty good. I would say the following three months after that were pretty rough because the first month I got, I had a whole separate room and I was so thankful. I had a huge, beautiful bedroom. Like I, I, it just blows my mind how massive this house and gorgeous it was. It was a great opportunity and I, I really fucked up, but I, uh, I was trying to start streaming and everything when I moved in with Tyler because it was a great opportunity while I was also looking for jobs. And every time I looked for a job, I was just getting turned down. I was getting turned down for things like Chick-fil-A. Uh, I got turned down for being a dishwasher at a restaurant. And I have over five years fine dining restaurant experience. Uh, it's it, it, was, it was starting to hurt. Like I couldn't get a job doing anything. Like and I was so desperate. And then the first thing that I got was to work at Einstein Bagels. And I took it. I jumped right on it because it was the first thing I could get. I went on countless interviews. I, it was just a rough process. Even with other jobs, I was just horrible trying to get a job anywhere. And then, like I said, I got the job at Einstein Bagels. Busted my ass. But like I was just really depressed because I didn't have any friends. I had a neighbor across the street that was really cool to me, and we would watch movies and chill. But during that time, like, I just started... Oh, this is hard to admit. But it's the truth, so I have to say it. I, uh... 
I was falling behind on rent, and instead of giving Tyler his money that he rightfully uh, he rightfully deserved, I was spending it on mostly alcohol and weed and fast food, and that it would become very common to smoke everything I had in a day or two, drink about a pint within two days, and then order enough fast food that would last me two days, and then just play and stay upstairs in my room, and then just pretty much not leave until I had to. And it was a very destructive process and time in my life, and it got to the point where Tyler was like, you can't do anything without paying me money first. And it went to the point where I got... I did the wrong thing and I went behind his back when I knew I shouldn't have because it was a great opportunity. But I was depressed and I felt like I needed to keep smoking weed and stuff like that and it was stupid of me. And at the end of the year, pretty much, it was the end of October, he told me to pack my shit and leave. And so I had to move back here with my parents at the end of 2019. So... That Christmas was really depressing. You know, I just didn't... Had to move back 500 miles. I had to explain to my family why I felt like a loser. Because I fucked up one of my best friendships I've ever had. And at the time. I mean, Tyler and I are really good right now. I love him to death. And... I don't know. It was a really dark time. So, you know... It's 2019, getting ready to turn 2020. And then at the beginning of 2020, I started working at this uh, machine shop that my mom works at. My mom is a hard-working woman. She is the hardest-working woman I know. And I'm not just saying that. Everybody will literally say that about their moms. My mom gets on her hands and knees and scrubs floors and cleans and I love her to death and I respect her so much because she is good at her job and she she's not happy at what she does but you know she does a very good job and she makes other people you know I guess feel safe because especially with this past year and a half being COVID she goes around spraying everything she has to go into every department wearing her mask all day so she She's a real hero, and I love her for that. So I had to move in with my parents. My mom got me a job working at the machine shop that she works at. So we work in two completely different departments. But early on, I noticed that once people found out that we were related, I could tell that people would go out of their way to make her job harder than it needed to be. Or they would throw trash on the floor or they would just leave it there. I've seen people spit on the ground. I've seen people just pee all over the floor. I had not witnessed it, but like I go into the bathroom right after she's cleaned it and people just purposely are assholes. And it really frustrates me because she doesn't deserve that at her age. And it's just really frustrating. But anyway, I work, like I said, at a machine shop. I do government contractor work for circuit boards. And like I said, I'm around 
machines all damn day that are constantly running at different, like, at different speeds, different sounds going on at any given time. And I have to constantly be listening to see if an alarm goes off, if there's a leak in the uh, chemicals or anything like that, because we'd have to shut the whole plant down, that kind of stuff. And it's it's really stressful. So, also, my dad is a nurse. Moving back in with my parents, it was, you know, pretty stressful because, like I said, I only had, like, five months before COVID started really to kick in, March 2020, here in the United States, late February. And my dad works on COVID floors, so really early on, it was my all three of us were considered essential workers. And... Uh, my dad was working on COVID floors. He still does from time to time. Uh, and we, we noticed that, you know, friends and family would pretty much just excommunicated us. And I mean, we get it. it. It's only been up until recently that there's been the vaccine, but it just kind of sucked that it. it just felt like nobody really wanted to talk or even cared about us. I don't know. That's just kind of what we felt like. And it's it was tough for me, especially because, you know, it's kind of hard to date and stuff like that and go out. And once you explain to people, oh, you live with your parents and your dad works on COVID floors, it's kind of like a triple red flag right there. And yeah, nobody's really interested in that. So 2020 was still like a continuation of everything that I was doing when I was living with Tyler. It was just pretty much more weed and more alcohol up until last spring. Not this last spring, but, you know, 2020 spring, I uh, met my ex-girlfriend. And the whole point of this podcast, I'm never going to talk bad about people. That's just not my thing. Uh, I'm only going to talk about, you know, take take the good away from the bad. But I, I do have to, you know, share my experiences. During 2020, I was kind of going through, like, an identity crisis because I didn't really want to be known for getting kicked out of Tyler's house and because of my addictions and my problems and I just wanted to pretty much be known as anything else other than Andrew so I was kind of doing like kind of changed my name to Drew I dyed my hair silver I don't know I was just it's kind of going all over the place I was trying to stream I was trying to see if that would help like pop off and it really didn't at the time uh excuse me and uh, at the time, like I said, I, I met up with my ex. And it, it was good. Like the first month and a half, everything was perfect. Like we were really melding together. I mean, we were figuring out each other's personalities. I was always driving up to her, her apartment, hanging out with her and her dog. And then I would say probably about like two and a half months into the relationship, it was like, she approached me saying, hey, I can't be with somebody that's not vegan. And I'm like, is dairy vegan? Like every conversation after that point, because the only thing that made sense to me was like, all right, well, I guess you're vegan now. And I wanted to stay in a relationship. So my dumbass was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll be the one to change for you. And it became a complete disaster. I've, uh... (laughs) I brought it up before, but uh, uh, eating became a complete 
hassle, like a complete chore. It was hard. I couldn't eat anything, any byproduct of animals, anything that had a face. I could not eat. That's pretty much how she described it. And then on my birthday, she, uh, uh, she adopted a turkey and a cow from a local like sanctuary. And she was like, oh, I adopted it in our name. And I'm like, Jesus. Now she's guilting me. Like she like solidified everything. And I'm like, great. Now I'm going to eat tofu for the rest of my life. Thank God that did not happen. Anyway, she started becoming a little bit more verbally abusive because I started to open up to her about some of my past traumas, which very bad idea. I don't recommend doing that especially very early into a relationship. I told her about like my hearing and everything like that. And she would just always say, you're broken, you're broken. Cause she would mumble and I couldn't hear. And I'd be like, what'd you say? And she'd be like, what the fuck are you saying? Anyway, I apologize. Like I said, I'm not going to talk bad about people, but she became very verbally and physically abusive after that. And uh, she cheated on me, uh, right before we were supposed to go to see Kevin Smith's movie, Movies pop up in New Jersey and Red Bank last September. After I'd already spent so much, I had spent over like a thousand dollars on like an Airbnb, on the tickets to go see Kevin Smith, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and she just literally just ended it like a week before we were supposed to go and I was just so devastated and depressed and crushed and I didn't end up going and I was a real bummer. I really should have just won even if it was by myself. Um, and you know, like I said, on top of not being able to see any of my friends and stuff like that and the only person I got to see last year was, was my ex pretty much. Uh... Again, I'm sorry if I'm stuttering and mumbling. Jim Carrey in it. I'm sorry if I'm stuttering and mumbling and mumbling and stumbling. Cut me some slack. Cut me some slizzack. But this is the situation. Go slip that in casually. The situation. So yeah, it was really tough. I couldn't see my friends and stuff like that. And just the drinking and everything like that was really just hard on me. Um, December 2020 rolled around and, uh, <laughs> it was just a really, I wouldn't say it was just dark, I guess. Cause you know, Christmas time is a really rough time for the year for me. Same with my birthday. Cause it's just like a time of reflection and I look around and I think about the people that are no longer here. And I just think about, I just think about stupid things that I shouldn't be worried about. I should be more focused on enjoying the moment and living in it instead of just worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. And that's something I've been reworking on my brain, reworking my thinking on in the past few weeks. But yeah, like Christmas time was really rough on me because social media, you know, it's COVID going on. But like I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these families still able to find time to make find a way to get together or celebrate and here it was it was just the three of us still in this house just bored out of our minds because nobody wanted to come and visit us or we couldn't visit anybody and it was just a shitty situation but 
we got through it. Um, I talked about on the last episode about my really bad date, but I think it's time I kind of divulge a little bit. So when I picked her up, she told me she lived with her ex-boyfriend and his mom. And it was just a weird situation. And she said she didn't drive. She didn't have a driver's license or anything. And she was like 24 or 25. And I'm like, what the hell is this situation? Uh, I take her to the melting pot. Because that's where she wanted to go. Uh, that was my dumbass for letting her pick such an expensive ass place. Um, and she sat to my right. And I could not hear anything that she said. Even if I pivoted and tried to face her, like I couldn't read her lips. I couldn't do anything. Like it was just such a pain in the ass because she kept talking in my right ear and that's my bad ear right now. That's considered my, that was the one that had the two surgeries. So right now that's the one that's pretty much kind of losing the most of its hearing. And maybe I should have just said something to her, but I was really embarrassed. So I could barely hear half the things she was talking about. And then halfway during the dinner, she was getting phone calls and text messages from her ex-boyfriend or her roommate as she called him and he was like screaming and yelling about her having to move her car because it was blocking the driveway and she's like well i have my keys here with me so good luck with that and yeah he was like demanding that she get comes back now so that he can move his truck and stuff like that and i don't know she was not really interested in that point and then she was like ordering double meals and like i'm like is she ordering for him or something and that's pretty much what it was uh we drove back to her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend's house or whatever and the guy was standing in the driveway just staring me down and she's like all right thank you for the uh dinner and then just pretty much got out of the car and i was like what the fuck just happened I pretty much paid for three meals, two meals for her, and she, all of it was leftovers in her fucking bag because she took all the leftovers with her. And she, I know she made the joke about, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to go film OnlyFans content or something like that. And I'm like, did I just pay for this guy's dinner and they're just going to go fucking film it? Like, what the hell just happened to me? But that wasn't the worst part of the night <laughs> because I came home I started drinking because I was just so upset at that point. I was just like, I just got used and abused at that point. I started drinking and then I go through my Hulu and my uh, all my uh, Netflix and stuff like that. And my ex-girlfriend was starting to watch a whole bunch of anime and stuff like that. Stuff that she refused to watch with me. Like Rick and Morty, like basic stuff. Like that's not even anime. Anime, sorry, not anime. Anime. See, that's one of those words that I mispronounce. But I don't care. It's not, that's that's just me, babe. Like, I stick to me. Um, I'm saying um a lot. Don't worry. You're gonna get through it. Uh, where we at? Oh, so yeah, I came home and I noticed that all of my recently watched stuff, and she was the only place I was signed into because that's where I made all the new accounts at. And I'm like, so the guy that she cheated on me with is over there watching stuff with her, and she wouldn't watch that shit with me. So that really just, I was just, I had to call her. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, are you really doing this right now? And she's like, what? I just forgot that you were signed in here. And I was like, so you're just happened to be watching all the stuff that you told me that you wouldn't want to watch with me? 
And so I just deleted all my accounts. I just deleted social media because, like I said, it was just depressing seeing other people be happy at Christmas time and celebrating. And I really didn't have anything worth celebrating for. And I know that that's a really stupid way of looking at it. You should, shouldn't be envious or jealous. You should just pretty much ignore it or just don't look at it. So, yeah. After December and after the last episode, we're now we're into January 2021. I had deleted all my social media accounts and one morning I got a text message saying that Tyler's sister had passed away and Tyler's sister, Vanessa, was also disabled. She had uh, Down syndrome. So in a weird way, I kind of related to her. It's not kind of, I, I did relate to her, but like... I mean, Tyler knew, Tyler knows, and I think most of his family knows that, like, I have a hearing problem, and they don't look at me any differently, like, his family is so inclusive and loving and caring, and it's just so beautiful that they have that environment that, like, I really did relate to Vanessa, but they never treated her any differently, and as, as no one should, she's, she was amazing, she was really kind-hearted, but she, uh, she passed away in January. And so I got to see Tyler, and it was really bittersweet seeing Tyler again. But it was for a funeral. And leave it to Tyler and his wife, Melissa, to turn one of his family gatherings and into a roast session. Because they looked down at me while I was wearing my all-black suit, and they were like, why are you wearing sneakers? I was wearing my all-black Nikes because my ex-girlfriend threw out all my clothes when she kicked me out the night I found out she was cheating on me. And she, uh, yeah, she pretty much threw out my, my, my good dress shoes. She threw out my boots. She threw out a couple of my denim jackets. Oh, my God. All of my goth boy stuff is, like, gone. It's all, all my emo face stuff is gone. Most of my band shirts, gone. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. I had a weakness for a girl that looked like Elvira and Morticia Adams. It's just my weakness. Anyway, yeah, so they, they at the funeral, they turned it into a rose session. They were like, what are those? I'm like, damn it. And it's just weird. It was just like one thing after another, just spiraling after spiraling. And, you know, February wasn't a good month either. Continue with the drinking and the smoking. And then March came around because I had... This is hard to admit out loud, but... Okay, let me rewind a little bit. In January, after Vanessa passed away, I was playing a lot with Dylan and Lewis, my two friends. Two best friends. They're really good friends. Best friends. Amigos. My boys. I miss them so much. We're going to be playing games soon. I'm sorry, I don't call you my best friends. You are my best friends. Everybody I love is my best friend. And don't take that personally if you're listening to this and be like, I didn't get a personal shout out. John, I love you. I know I've been an asshole. Mike, I love you. I know I've been an asshole. Travis, babe, I love you. I like your beard. Can't wait to see you at Firefly. Colin, I love you. Darnell, I'm proud of you. You're going to be a father. And of course, Tyler, you know I love you. 
And of course, I'm going to be doing a shout out section later on in the night, but you know, at the end of the episode. Uh, so at the beginning of January, I was you know, playing a lot with Lewis and Dylan, and I was texting Dylan a lot. And I'm like, well, what if I try doing this for streaming? And what if I try doing this and try doing that? Or like coming up with streaming ideas or podcast ideas. And he was just like, stop trying to be Nade Shot. And now when I first read that, I took that the complete wrong way. Like now in hindsight, I see what he was trying to say. He was trying to say, stop trying to be like somebody else. Be you. Be Andrew Shot. Don't be Matt Hogg, Matthew Hogg. Be Andrew Shot. Because that's who everybody's going to love you for. And that's who everybody's going to discover you for. And I took that the complete wrong way. And I was just so angry at the time. That I took it as like. Him not believing in. This this whole idea. And this whole concept of why I started Team Loser. But now I know that's not, that's, that couldn't be farther from the truth. It was just me in my own head. Just putting all my self-doubt and insecurities into what other people were saying and I was projecting and I did that a lot the past few months and I I have been an asshole and I can admit when I was wrong and I'm I'm still growing and hopefully those people that I I have wronged or said things I shouldn't have said to will find it in their heart to forgive me and so yeah, um, after the whole, you know, vegan girl, I couldn't eat a lot. So, you know, we could, overcoming the whole process of eating, I dropped down my weight was like 117. So like I was struggling with eating, smelling certain foods, like I was gagging and throwing up. So like even going to the melting pot, I, I barely ate anything in front of the date, if you even want to call it that. So like that was just one thing I, I even, now I'm a lot better, I can eat. Certain smells will kind of trigger me. Like, I, I don't know. It's It might sound a little disgusting, TMI, but, like, I'll, I'll start gag reflexing or, like, I'll start gagging. Or like, I, I can't control it. And it's just, like, a weird mental note. Like, I'm tracking, like, the food, the process of how the food got in my hand but backwards. And all I'm tracing it all the way back to it being Betsy the cow on the fucking farm sanctuary that my ex bought. The, the sponsorship ticket, too. And I know that sounds stupid, but... It's like a weird backwards rewind process of how did that bacon get packaged and where did that bacon come from? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it was a pig at one point. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff like fucked with my head. Uh, so the comment that Dylan made was like, to stop trying to be like Nate Shot. So it's funny that he said that because in February it was Super Bowl. Shout out Super Bowl. Shout out Tom Brady. Shout out Buck, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, oldest player in the game, the ones with the most rings, uh, first time in Tampa winning the Super Bowl, and he's in Tampa. I mean, like, shout out Tom Brady, and you know what? I would be remiss if I did not say shout out to Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. He has got a young, illustrious career ahead of them, all of them over there in the Chiefs in Kansas City. God bless uh, they're doing great things over there, but you know, Tom, Tom Brady, the GOAT, oldest player in the game, God bless, shout out. Uh, this is not Hey Babe, but that's just a little bit that they love doing, and I love it every single episode that they do. Shout out Homeless Pimp, shout out Chris DeCefano, shout out Sal Volcano, shout out Hey Babe, Hey Babe. Anyway, I'm tired of plugging other podcasts. Uh, in January, no, okay, so 
it was Super Bowl Sunday, and I remember I was sitting in the basement with my dad, and we were getting ready to watch the game. And right before the game started, there was an advertisement for Rockstar Energy Drink, and the person I saw was Nate Shot. And then I just turned to my dad and I said, you know, I don't think I want to watch this football game right now because I was just so mad. It was so fresh in my head that Dylan called me. Dylan told me not to be like him, and I'm like, he doesn't understand. I'm not trying to be like Nate Shot. I'm trying to be myself, but I don't know how to make it work or how to make it sound good, or how to how to be myself. And here I am already talking 41 minutes into this thing. I, God bless you if you're listening to this. Shout out to you. You're still an awesome person. Love you. XOXO. Smooches. Um, but yeah, that was just like a really bad weekend because I, I, I was starting to black out. The first two months uh, of the year, I... So the first 60 days of the year, I only had five days that were completely sober. Um, two of which were I was extremely hungover. And the other two, I just woke up and said, hey, I'm not going to drink that day. And then the one day I was just blacked out. Um, yeah, I don't like admitting that. And this is probably the first time I've ever really said it out loud. Other than to certain people I've confided that to. Um, I remember <laughs> in February, I was in a grocery store picking up because I, 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 I'm the youngest one in the household. So that it made sense to me to be, I'm the one that always goes to the grocery store because I had the best immune system. I don't want to put my parents in that situation. So I took it upon myself to be the one all year to go grocery shopping as much as I possibly could so that they would have one less stress on them. And I remember I was standing in line and I saw a girl that I went to elementary school with all the way up through high school. And she was standing there with her partner and she turned around and recognized me, even though I was wearing a mask. And she kind of gave me like a look and then she walked over to me and she, she said, Andrew. And I was like so embarrassed because I just, it was during those 60 days, like I, I looked miserable, like I looked so pale and bags under my eyes and it it was just depressing and I, I just looked at her and just said no I lied to her straight to her face because I'd rather have been I, I would have rather been anybody at that time than Andrew I would have rather been anybody because I was just so ashamed that she's standing there in front of someone that she has like a, a partner and here I am miserable alone living in my parents house in my hometown that I hate starting over again during you know like a pretty shitty year for everybody but you know at least I kind of came to the conclusion that you know I'm not really alone going through it because it's been a shitty year for a lot of people it's been over a year for a lot of people and to be honest I I have a lot more to look forward to and be grateful for than I don't so in March, I did 15 days sober, and then after that, I relapsed because I just had a really bad day at work, and I just started saying, like, why are you even keeping count anymore? Like, it doesn't matter. You're just going to fuck up anyway. You fucked up everything else in your life. You're going to fuck this up. That's kind of what I've lived with 
for a while after that. And then I got really fortunate and blessed that I met somebody on Twitter that is taking a big chance on me. And I'm now part of a gaming organization. And I'm just really fortunate. Thank you to Alpha Dog and Alpha Dog Pun and Riot Shock and and birds and everybody in the alpha dog community everybody for making me feel welcomed and we're gonna start something really cool over there at lead the pack podcast and alpha dog esports so i'm just really fortunate that i found that support system so i'm just really happy that i found them and that i'm a part of this organization i'm going to be doing their podcast hosting with for lead the pack and yeah, uh, over the past few months, let's say beginning of June, July, August, I've been getting some pretty decent bonus checks. I've been able to pay off Tyler the rent that I, the back rent that I've owed him, which has been a huge weight off my chest. And then now I've been able to put some money into savings and you know get finally move out of my parents' house. And then in June. I kind of had a, a shitty situation, as you would say. Uh, I started having pains in a certain area, and that's really embarrassing to talk about. Uh, but pretty much I need a colonoscopy, uh, a little bit of an exam. So like I said, after September, I'm going to be going to get that checked out too. So I've been kind of struggling with that. Everything that I had in my savings had to go into doctor visits and stuff like that. So and it's a lot of restarting and trying over again. But I do want to talk about real quick. Uh, the week before my birthday that just passed. My birthday was on August 10th. Um, the Friday before my birthday... Like I, like I said earlier, my mom works in the same building as I do. I came into work that Friday, and she just looked really confused and defeated. And she just said, did you see anybody come out of the bathroom recently? And I said, well, no, I just, I just got here. What's up? Somebody... Somebody went into the bathroom right after she had cleaned it. Because on Fridays, it's like her, not half day, but she goes in at like 3 in the morning. So that way, all the ba- everything in the hallway and the bathrooms are cleaned and everything looks pristine before everybody comes in at like 7 or 6 in the morning. And so she cleans the bathrooms like twice a day. And she's she, right before she leaves, or once when she gets there, and then right before she leaves. And... Her whole thing is she wants second shift people to have a clean bathroom too. It doesn't make sense to clean the bathroom once if everybody's going to be using it throughout the day. So that's, like I said, that's why I love my mom. My mom is a hard worker. And somebody went into the bathroom and took one of her cleaning chemicals or one of her, her cleaning things. Not only did they pee all over the bathroom floor on purpose, but they threw all of her cleaning thing all over the floor. And she just, before I got there, went back and cleaned it all up before she had to leave for the weekend. She had already cleaned the bathroom twice. And I was just so filled with anger that 
I just, the past, like, two weeks, it's just been, like, fuck it. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I work for a company that I don't really like. Working on things that don't, don't put good out in the world. That's all I'm going to say to it. Because I work for a military government contractor. And if I say anymore, I'll probably get fired. Um... But yeah, they I it just blew, baffled me that somebody would treat her differently and think that she's lesser. And it, it I, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I cried all weekend before my birthday, and then even on my birthday, like it was just so bad. Like it, I shouldn't say that because it started off good because I got a text message from everybody that I love, everybody that I mentioned earlier. I got a text message from John. I got a text message from Mike. I got a text message from Travis, Colin. Everybody. Everybody from HCS Podcasts. Everybody from the HCS Pro Talk community. The Alpha Dog community. Uh, even my family members that I haven't seen. And, and important people like my mentor Andy and stuff like that. And my sister's. So it wasn't really all bad, but like I just kept focusing on the bad all day because I was just like, maybe if I was somebody more important or if I was somebody in a better situation or if I was just not such a shitty person or a loser or an alcoholic or somebody that was just anybody but me, I wouldn't feel so alone on my birthday. And then we had a company meeting that day. Um... My boss made the announcement to everybody that it was my birthday. And only two people in the entire building came up to me and said something. Other than my coworker, Steve, that sits next to me. So technically three people. Uh, One person came up to me while I was having lunch. And it was just... he. I guess, I don't know. He was... I was just really down and depressed. Like, I was just ready to cry into my fucking sandwich. And he was just trying to talk to me and just having, like, he just wanted to take my mind off things because he knew I didn't deserve to be alone and eating by myself on my birthday. And for a while, I felt all day after that, like, I I was, like, angry. I was like, couldn't he just see that I wanted to be alone? Like, I wanted to be in peace. And then I realized later that night, I was like, you know, I'm pretty thankful that somebody took the time out of the day to actually talk to me and treat me like a person and so the day after my birthday I went in and I I talked to him and I said hey I I really had a bad day yesterday but you coming in and talk to me I was like it it really made me feel better I said I had a haven't been having a really good time and I've just been opening up to people lately I had to open up to my HR lady because like I said we're getting a new coverage plan and everything like that so I was just asking her about what kind of therapist and stuff like that is going to be in available and yeah so I'm going to be doing therapy and stuff like that hopefully probably get on anxiety medications or something to help me out as of now I've been sober for an undisclosed amount of days it's been over a week I will say that i I'm going to keep the number to myself, but I'm not really trying to keep track of it. It's not like I'm trying to be Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like that. But I I feel like I honestly can drive by a store anymore. I don't need to go and pick up a pint every single day because that's literally what I was doing. I was drinking a pint of whiskey. Um, 
literally for the past year since the last episode and it's i've gained all that weight back that i lost when i was dating my ex so now i'm in a healthy uh in a healthy trajectory like i got i got some muscle fat i got some abs i'm working on i got a kickboxing thing i'm working on but yeah this this has been a long time coming and i just really appreciate everybody that took the time out of their day to listen to this hour-long rant and to hear my story i mean there's more i've left out a lot but i want to just shout out again shout out tyler shout out dylan shout out dylan for always telling me to be the person you needed when you were younger and i finally start to realize that what that really means and that's the person that i'm trying to be right now is somebody that I, I needed when I was younger. Uh, shout out Lewis. Shout out Mike. Shout out John. Shout out Travis. Shout out Colin. Shout out Darnell. Shout out HCS Pro Talk. Shout out HCS Pro Talk community. Shout out Silos. I love talking hip hop with you. Shout out Justin LaFleche. Shout out Goalie Snipe, aka Justin LaFleche. Shout out. Shout, <laughs> shout out. Josh and Will, the host of HES Pro Talk. Shout out High Tech Redneck, Beth. I love watching your clips every day, your inspiration, the content creation. Shout out to Heavy Rainfall, Dave. Shout out to everybody, man. You guys are awesome. Shout out to Alpha Dog community. Like I said, we're going to be doing some great things over there. Shout out Flip. Shout out Pun. Especially Pun. Thank you so much for you know giving me this opportunity to be a podcast host on your network and to get to know people and interview them and I'm, I'm really excited and i'm really looking forward to working with riot shock too i can't wait to talk to that man he is awesome uh shout out ztv you're an awesome inspiration too man thank you for being a good support and you know shout out hey babe shout out homeless pimp shout out saratoga peanut butter shout out your mom um I don't know. I, I only have five more minutes left that I can record to this. But, you know, I just really am thankful to have people in my life. And I realize that I got to start focusing on it and make it better. And that the only way to start doing it is to just get off, off my ass and do it. I do have uh, a bunch of content ideas. Like, don't think that I've been, like, sitting on my – like, I have been sitting on my ass. I have over three notebooks worth of, like, content ideas that I've written down. And, like – sitting down and recording this podcast has been over eight months in the coming like i've been trying to sit down anytime i try to sit down and record this i started crying i would stutter halfway through and i would just get mad at myself like it'd be like the i'd be like colin firth in the king speech i'd be like i'm so stupid and i'm just so self-deprecating and it's just it's just a process and that's just who i am and i'm just thankful and for you to listen and let me open up and talk about these things like i said there were things that i probably skipped over or missed but you know very thankful for everything i have in my life especially my parents um very thankful to have banded the pug i love him so much i should have talked about him more but he is my buddy he is my little boy i love my pug so much it's so funny that it's all it takes is something small as a dog to make you really change in your perspective 
because he relies on me so much and I need him to. I love him. He's my little son. He's my bandit the pug. He's my snaggletooth. He's my rock. He's my muse. He's my flame. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird way to end it. All right. Love you, babe. Thank you for listening to Team Loser Podcast. Be sure to check out this. Be sure to check this out on all of your, you know, places that you listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, please share this episode. This was really tough for me to actually put out. So yeah, I love you. Love your face. Thank you for listening, and have a great one. Thank you, Aaron Nosery, for the Vidalia Onion song. As always, 